And here we go. Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your host, Steven, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. And freelancers, we are dropping in on episode 42 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, along with my three freelancer companions, my squad, as it were, JD, Devin, and Mike. Guys, how's it going? Could be better. <laughs> Mike could be unmuted. I mean, it's almost like, it's not like we've been doing this for a whole year, you know? We got the mutes. <laughs> we've got we've got you know all this stuff that's been happening that we've worked out over a year long time of learning how to podcast, learning how to set up all this stuff, going live on Mixer for the first time we think since the podcast started. So things like muting our mics, we don't do that anymore, right, Mike? <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna beat your. <laughs> okay, well, good. Um, thank you for. I don't have to. I don't have to edit that out. Thank you for censoring yourself. But guys, this is episode forty-two of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet, and what? it really has been a year since we started this whole journey. About a year ago, we've decided, hey, we're going to put this podcast out. We're going to talk about anthem. Every week, as many as we ta- as much as we can. We missed a couple holidays in there. A lot of instances where we were all sick or we were all traveling or something happened. But we've made it this far. It's been a year. We put out forty-one other episodes on top of this. So, how do how do you guys feel about that? I mean, this to me, it, it feels like we just started this thing a week ago because that's when we've got you know the most information for Anthem. So, what do you guys feel? I mean, this is this like a milestone or it's just like eh, no, whatever? It, it feels like this has been going on for a long time. Okay. There's, we've got, spart- <laughs> we've got some weekly issues. Schedule. We've got some <laughs> issues. Oh, man. Oh, and I'm about ready to... No, it's good, though. we got a lot of info for Anthem. Just so much so that we can't even cover it all in one episode. No, we do have right. a plethora of information stuff. that we've had. I mean, JD, you came in a little bit later, maybe around episode 12, I think it was. I could be wrong. But so pretty uh, soon... Episode 5. Oh, really? Okay. My memory isn't that yeah. great. So <laughs> your anniversary will be coming like up in a... Oh, wow. Do you... That's weird, man. Do you like print out the <laughs> emails lie. and... I'm weird, I'm man. That's weird. That is... I am weird. So, guys, weird. so what's going on this week? We just... It's been about, uh, what, a week and a half since EA Play? Has has the excitement and the hype of Anthem kind of worn off? Or what? where were you guys last week and where are you now? Devin, you start. You give us a scale. Uh, I'm pretty much still the same. I'm just, you know, like, all right, I got to process all this information, and we have new information, uh, you know, with the Game Informer uh, articles and other websites bringing out new articles every week. Um, so it's like every couple of days there's a new article or something news coming out for Anthem, so which is really good. Um, it's just more and more information to talk about, and. Uh, We'll see. You know, hopefully they they keep going. You know, after this month, they'll just keep putting out information. Hopefully, but JD, where are you at? This is a one of the the newest Bioware game to come out. Where was your where was your hype level last week, and where is it where is it now? So I would I would I would guess. Uh, I mean, technically, I would call this week kind of like the uh, the EA Play E three hangover for me, where. Like I finally got home just a few days ago, and 
like not being out there anymore and knowing that like all that stuff is officially over like i'm still just kind of like like the the a little bit of the fatigue has caught me but i'm still just as excited for anthem and um i will say that you know my uh desire for uh rest uh after sleeping on a couch for like a week and a half uh did uh sometimes supersede my desire to read through uh mark dara's uh twitter ama rampage <laughs> um like it, it was basically long like, rampage. Uh, yeah like i there were a couple moments where i was just like okay i could read this now or i could go to sleep early i'm gonna and i chose go to sleep early but i was so when I when I was catching up in the last couple of days on everything, like I just watched the new Game Informer video about the storytelling of Bioware, like their whole approach to that, um, like the excitement is still there in a very high amount, and uh, you know I'm uh, I'm very grateful to have been a part of this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, awesome. I I I Mike, you want to go? You've got. You have excitement levels that you want to talk about here. I've got to turn off all these sounds on my settings, so you talk while I turn these off, so they don't record on on our stream. Gotcha. It's these little um, things that I you know. Do this after, for a year, right? After oh, yeah. after doing yeah. this for a these year, these are those things that we work through that we know. <laughs> We've been doing a podcast for a year. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah. You anyway, get give sloppy me, for one just, second. Just special. do it. We we, we throw yeah. in the broadcasting element, and all of a sudden, it all goes out the window. Oh. We're noobs again. So. It happens. <laughs> I'm excited. It was cool to be at E3 for someone who, or at EA Play for someone who um, has never really been in that arena for the rookie of the group. So I, I appreciated being out there and seeing and seeing how everybody is excited for this game and excited for what's coming up. So that was pretty cool to be in and be a part of. I'm excited for where we're headed now. Now the uh, floodgates are open. And um, we're getting some information. I maybe maybe the floodgates. We're getting a steady trickle, which is nice, um, with with answering questions on Twitter. Some of the things that that people seem to keep asking that you know that we really do fly in javelins, and they're called javelins, and that is the canon term for them. They are javelins, and I thought right. we learned that last um, year. I thought so. A lot of new people. There's a lot of new people. I, a lot of people. That's true. There, there's a but... lot of new people that haven't been following Anthem as closely as we have for the last year. Okay. So okay. There's so, newbies so, coming in, just like you, so you have know. To if you have friends, the... if you have friends that that don't know that they're called javelins, have them catch up on our f- previous 41 episodes of the Freelancer Codex podcast because I'm eh. pretty sure we mentioned javelins. They could probably skip to around maybe 20. Anyway, no, so it's all, it's all part of the process. <clears throat> Devin, it looks like there. It looks like people are. It looks like people are having issues accessing the uh, mixer stream. They can't hear it and they can't type in the chat. So, um, so as I've been thinking about all the stuff that has been going on, I think my excitement level just keeps um, increasing because we keep getting more and more information on it. Um, And it's it's exciting that they're they're communicating a lot more with us. The AMA on Twitter has been insane. Um, Mark Dare has been doing that thing. Like JD said, it's been a rampage of stuff. So I, I actually went through it. I had, I had the bright idea is I was going to compile all the, you know, the most commonly asked questions on there. 
Um, the unfortunate thing is Twitter doesn't organize that very well. It always puts the answer on top in the question. So if you pull that off and try to put it in a document, it's all formatted really weird. So I kind of did that for a couple hours. Then I just gave up because I'm like, screw it, whatever. Some other company that has a lot of people and interns will probably end up doing this. And IGN did do that. IGN put out an article with all of its most frequently asked questions. So if you want all that information, you can just go there and it's neatly organized. But man, they're, they're asking a lot of questions. And I was going through this. There's people come up with some pretty clever Twitter handles. So... Uh, cheesy nipple was in there a bunch of times asking a bunch of questions and mark answered a lot of his questions so um, good on that person so so first things first guys with episode 42 um, we have a giveaway to end um, last week we decided we were going to give away a poster let me grab the poster we were going to give away this fancy storm javelin posters power suit armor mike so we we're going to do that to someone that retweeted and followed us. So we're going to do that now. I am going to select the winner. So I'm going to need a drum roll. Someone give me a drum roll. And someone give me like a bass line. <laughs> drum roll, Clark. Your drum roll just died, Mike. Sorry, I can't hold my breath out. Okay. So here we go. Click. Just pick someone. I'm really hoping this person lives in the United States. And... Oh, this person, this person did not follow us. Sorry, guys. That was part of the thing. You got to follow us on Twitter. So I'm not going to say the name of this person because they'd be pretty disappointed that they won without winning. So we're going to move on to this next person, and we're going to see if they followed and if they retweeted. And they did. So this person oh, is man. Subswag21 is the winner yeah, of our... 21? Woo! That's right. Subswag. All right. So we're going to announce the result here. And we're going to tweet that out. And. Okay. It's not letting me do that. So we will contact um, Subsag21 is the winner of the Storm um, Javelin poster. And we'll get that out to him. Him or her. Congratulations. Congratulations. So on to the next giveaway that we are going to do here. We are going to give away the Interceptor poster, an extra that we got also while we are at EA Play. So in order to do that, we'll do the same thing. All you have to do is follow and retweet, and we will probably end this contest the following week. And that's all the extra posters I have. We have a Don't we have an extra Ranger poster somewhere? I thought we had an extra Ranger poster. Uh, we um, gave, we gave, gave away. Well, right. we already did a giveaway. That's how nice <laughs> we are on the Freelancer Codex <laughs> podcast. So we will give away the um, Interceptor poster, and it'll be lots of fun. So good job, Subswag21, for following and retweeting. You got yourself a sweet poster. Please make sure you follow and retweet to uh, <laughs> get in. Hey, shut it. We're Just all new to this. It. <laughs> to talking? This is fun, man. I, ho I hope you all are having as much fun as we are because we're having a lot of fun. All right, Devin, break us down. This is the <laughs> this is the article that you really wanted us to discuss, wanted to talk about a bunch of this stuff, so break it down. Break it down? Are you kidding? That's a Hank I would, but it's disappeared. I can't see it. So. That's unfortunate. I guess I will do all the work this episode. So, guys, PC Gamer put out an article. Um... 
and it's titled Bioware Answers Our Biggest Questions About Anthem. So they had a breakdown, they had a discussion with Mark, um, that dude's been everywhere, so he was talking about a lot of information that PC Gamer had for them, a lot of new stuff that we've heard about. Um, first thing they talked about is they talked about... One of the big things of discussion that we've talked about here on the podcast is there's a lot of people wondering if this game is going to be Bioware enough, if it's if it's going to be like Mass Effect, if it's going to be like Dragon Age, or if it's going to be something completely different. And the answer that Mark gave to PC Gamer I thought was really interesting. He, he I'm gonna I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'll just uh, summarize it. I'll give you the cliff notes of his answer, but it's more along the lines that. Bioware's always been changing the types of games they've been making from Baldur's Gate to the Sonic game on the DS to all these other games that JD has played Jade Empire the Star Wars game they've all been changing they haven't really just rested on the laurels of being this is the one thing that we do and that's all that we're going to do so they're always evolving they went from isometric RPG um, from Baldur's Gate to a third-person game like Mass Effect, um, to ch- completely changing up their genre to Dragon Age. So it's, it's not... They, they sound like people shouldn't be so surprised that Anthem is getting away from the romances, getting away from um, that style of storytelling. So it kind of put it into perspective that, you know, they have been changing. So this isn't the first time they've been changing. And JD, you can talk to this more than the rest of us. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on Mark's answer? Well, basically one of the big things about Bioware has always been evolution. Oh, we are waiting. Sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, Yeah, so one of the big things about Bioware games has always been evolution. Um, And that's also been a point of contention with a lot of fans is that a lot of fans don't like change, but Bioware has never been one to just kind of sit and you know just stay the same you know like when they were doing Baldur's gate they were you know they felt the need to branch out into something different and that was the knights of the old republic which wasn't super different but it was more of a you know sci fantasy setting and after that they could have done knights of the old republic too but they didn't they chose to do um uh mass effect uh, you know, uh, actually, I can't remember if Jade Empire or Mass Effect came first. Somebody's going to have to correct me on that. Um, but either way, like they went in the direction of action-oriented RPG instead of saying, "Well, staying with that CRPG kind of game." And that's always been something that um, I've loved about Bioware because they always integrate new features into their old style of games and you know push um, their own art forward uh, by. You know, like not just sticking to the same script time and time again. Like you look at Dragon Age Origins, you look at Dragon Age 2, you look at Dragon Age Inquisition. All three are similar, but they're still vastly different games um, in terms of gameplay. Uh, But they all still have that identity of strong story, um, well-written characters, and a very well-fleshed-out world. And... I think regardless of where Anthem is going to go, I think they have kept it uh, a primary focus to make sure that they don't lose their identity in this. And that's what I personally like about, uh, especially the way how Mark phrases answer. Awesome. And Devin, you've been kind of discussing a lot of things on our Discord that is coming mm-hmm. from someone that hasn't played a lot of the games. You know, what, what's your reaction to his answer? I mean, does, it, does the answer even <clears throat> affect you at all? 
No, I mean, it's kind of what I've talked about, you know, on the Discord was basically it seems like they're always, like you said, they're, they're having to defend themselves of, yes, it's still, you know, Bioware story. It's, you know, we're we're doing everything that we've done. We're still Bioware. You know, we're just evolving and, and doing a new experience. And even the newest video from Game Informer, uh, they talked about how even with Mass Effect, they always wanted it to be multiplayer, but they could never figure out how to put that into the game, you know, for the story. And so they built Anthem from the ground up with that uh, in mind, having multiplayer so you can play with your friends going through the story. So, I mean, they, they've been working on this for a long time. You know, they they purposely built it for multiplayer because that's what they wanted to do. That's what they've wanted to do for a long time. And so to me, I mean, it's not a not a big deal because, like you said, I'm coming from the outside. Uh, and uh, so my experience going into this is completely different. Uh, you know, I know they're Bioware and they're a well-respected studio and they've done a lot of stuff, but the majority of their other games I haven't played because I was always interested in something else. So, Yeah, right on. And Mike, rebuttal, or you just agree with? Because I, I, I've kind of, you know, I'm okay with them making the changes. It seems like any company would want to do that after making similar games. It's time to make oh, something yeah. different, and you just move yeah, you on. Can't and... put, I mean, you just can't. You can't put the same stuff out. You can't put the same product out. So you don't do the same guy twice. You do. You, you don't move do the on same to the gag. You guy. move on to the next gag. That's right. All right. So next thing they've talked about a lot of how decisions are going to be made or story branches, and it sounds like you're going to have two choices as you're making um, decisions in the story. You're not going to have like six multiple branches. You can go off of one dialogue option. You're just going to have two. You get choose yes or no, good or bad, this person or that person. And one of the things that Mark said is like, he said there's a lot of new people coming to this style of game, so they didn't really want to overwhelm them with that many options. And I always kind of always kind of bite my tongue a little bit when developers say that we don't want to give people too many options because they're new that's something that uh blizzard does a lot in hearthstone when we when we want changes in the game they said no we've got to make it uh as simple as possible for the casual player so that they can understand it and sometimes for the more hardcore player you're like well you know why are you catering to them oh it's because it's the lowest common denominator there's more of them than there are of the us so i kind of understand it i don't like it but i understand it all right, so strongholds. One thing they talked about strongholds, they were asking it, is it going to be like a dungeon? Is it going to be like a raid? You know, why do you call them strongholds? And they said, well, it's not always going to take place inside of a cave. Um, you're going to be outside in huge um, calderas. You're going to be in these large valleys. So the big, the, the most difficult um, content in the game, the strongholds, isn't just going to take place in a cave in the dark all the time. It's going to be open. They're going to be using the whole world. So that's pretty exciting. I'm excited for that. All right, JD. I like what he said at the end, though. Go ahead. Yeah, they're a dungeon. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> he explained, yeah, they're, they're dungeons, but it's like you can't really call it a dungeon when you go out right. of a cave into a huge open area. You know, it's it's not underground. It's not a dungeon anymore. And so. But then he's like. I, but it's. A, I mean, we're, it's a we're talking about like it's a, a dungeon. literal dungeon versus like the what i would call at this point like a game mechanic dungeon which is it serves the purpose of like running through a dungeon like old games so you know it, it like i think in final fantasy 15 they had some open areas um like jungles and such that were technically dungeons but they were not actually literal dungeons like they were out in the open and stuff with tight corridors you had to run through but they weren't actually in fact themselves dungeons yeah 
All right, so JD, take us through PC Gamer asked a question here. The first question that PC Gamer asked, will you read that? And then Mike, you will read Mark's answer. And JD, you can do it in your best PC Gamer. I think we actually met the PC Gamer guys in the line for... <laughs> yeah, we yeah did, we did meet Did we really? Guys. We met them and they was, did not stay. No, they did not stay. They were like, they heard that it was, they could not play the demo, so they bounced out as fast as they could. They went and scanned oh. their badges nice. at the at the outside QR thing to so prove. So it looked like they went through it, but they yeah, didn't. They, had, they had to prove to their boss that they went through it. So they went and scanned, got the little scan thing, which wasn't working at the time. Then they bounced out. If so. we got you in trouble, we apologize. So there you go, Maybe, PC yeah. Gamer guy. <laughs> Should have stayed. It's well sure, worth watching it. I'm sure they but got hands on later. Like it. But anyway. Anyway. Okay. So go ahead. Okay. JD, you're our okay. PC Gamer. Mike, you're Mark. All right. Uh, is there a good reason for high-level players to go back and do stuff with their low-level friends? Yeah, so uh, when you guys do a mission... I'm just kidding. Oh, Sorry, my Mark. God. Sorry, no, Mark. I, I can, Mark uh, could sound so the like answer that. Is, That's fine. So the answer is, so when you do a mission, you can come in as a mentor as well. You can come in as a mentor as well. And we reward you in different ways. So go play with people. Maybe not even people that you know. So yeah, so go play, help them out. It uh, it gives them exposure, and it gives you a reward that it says is specifically designed. Let's see, because I read this before. It says that you get a reward that You're you wouldn't going have off normally script, have Mike. I am going off script because because this is out there. I don't want to just verbatim it for people. Okay, I gotcha. People know how to read. This but is why yeah. we can't have nice things. You should just, just add in. Keep going. Sorry, I threw you off. You did. You, you're a little control freak. I um, am. Sorry. He's like this in, in squads also. He's like, but you're not doing what I told you to do. And I'm like, well, I'm doing it better. When, it, and when he's it's like, time no, to shoot, shoot the, the Templar, you shoot the Templar. Okay? And, man, it was Did an you want to go? Battle. Yeah. <laughs> so it just shoot it when I tell you to shoot it. Anyway, carry on. Mark, sorry, Shut up and respawn. Okay, exactly. <laughs> I was lost in thought. So it's cool. So you get to go in as a mentor if you've completed a mission before. So so Devin, who notoriously takes time off of work to play games, which is cool. Good for him. Whatever. The rest of us have to catch up at least at least a few levels. So he won't be stuck. You have like three um, months off of the year. Is Anthem out? No, it's not. <laughs> is Anthem out? No, it's not. It's not currently. Um, no, not fine. currently. Okay, no. fine. We wish sorry. it was. I did it again. I'm sorry. Carry on. You really do. You just kind of you just you just get in there. Um, so you can come in as a mentor, and you can bring people along, show off your gear, kind of thing. Give those new players something to shoot for. And the way that it was explained is that is that you kind of come together. And then as soon as the mission is over, you break apart and go your separate way. So there's no, like, commitment. There's no, like, well, is he going to call me? Like, like how long do I wait before I call him? Like, like it's it's not like that weird uh, dating yeah, They allow you to all... split up, but they also allow you to stay together dating so you don't have thing. to keep reforming the group over and Exactly. Over. That way you don't have to change your Facebook. Yeah, it's... it's complicated or I'm in a relationship. Mike but... takes things way too seriously this is... play games with I'm him. just saying, you know, we're, we're – we're, this is our this is our spin on things, but it's cool. It's so Mark, answer that question for us. Okay, so my question to you guys: um, In any of the other games that you guys played, did you ever run people through content just to kind of just to kind of do it to Sherpa? Sherpa was the term that they use in Destiny a lot. Did you ever Sherpa people through content? Yes. Yeah. A and bit. was it was it enjoyable for you? Did you do it 
Um, just because you enjoyed running the encounters? Did you do it because there are people you actually knew? Did you do it because there was a reward for you at the end? Uh, I only did it because they were my friends and I just wanted to catch them up. You know, I was like, well, I might as well stop going to my mission and just go back. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to get anything for it besides helping my friend through the levels. So that's one thing I really do like that uh, they're going to give you, you know, a reward for mentoring people who are lower level than you. So what it'll be, who knows? But uh, I'm sure I'll be doing plenty of that, you know. So, <laughs> JD, is that a, something Jeez, you ever man. did in the games that you played? <laughs> Were you ever a Sherpa? <laughs> I mean, sometimes um, because I was a uh, I was a film student in college, and my brother was a civil engineering student in college, which meant that one of us had significantly more academic work to do than the other. And so, a lot of the times, like my brother and I would play on Xbox Live, him up in San Luis Obispo, me uh, down in the San Fernando Valley, and. A lot of the times, like, you know, we would want to play a game and we would decide to, uh, uh, I would decide to, you know, help him out through the levels, even though I was already um, further ahead than he was. I didn't, I didn't mind it at all, but, you know, it did, um, on the games where it was kind of a slog to get through in the first place, it really came to, uh, uh, to kind of annoy me having to do it again. Um, I think I think the one that kind of uh, kind of annoyed me a little bit was uh, Borderlands Two, um, because at that point, like a lot of the jokes were really funny the first time, but not as quite <laughs> well, not quite as funny the second time around. These are the and jokes. At which point, you're just kind of you're just kind of like sitting around and uh, kind of getting annoyed at this guy just going on about a butt stallion, and I was like, okay, I got it. So, <laughs> so the answer to that was yes, I think. Yes, I've I, I've okay. been a Sherpa. I've I've been a Sherpa. I I mostly enjoy doing it. Okay, so my thank you for this. So so the question I have is then if if there are more incentives to bring people through these encounters, are you guys more likely to do it? If you get yes. either money yeah, or sure. different weapons, I mean, totally. I think I think a cool idea would be if you do send so many people through or run these encounters it's a specific armor set a specific weapon set instead of just like a banner because we we know that there will be flags in the game so you can get flags i'm sure those will be some Mm -hmm. cosmetic rewards also but if you're able to show off that hey you know i've kind of carried people maybe you get a big backpack on your colossus so that you know you can just throw the interceptors in there because you got to carry them all over the place that would be kind of cool so i'm excited that there's incentives they've thought about this stuff this isn't just going to be now, you're going to do it, and you're going to do it. Sorry, it's going to be no, there's going to be incentive for you to do that. Especially if there's only four people. Um, if you encounter someone in the world that you're playing in, that's going to be a lot more rare than other games that we have been playing. So then it's like, hey, there's a person here. We can team up. Let's do this. We'll, you know. And I don't know how exactly that's going to go, who's going to be the mentor, and who's going to be the person that that is being mentored. But it'll be very interesting to see. All right, Devin, you've got this next question here. Um... They asked a lot of questions about... It won't load up for me, the document won't. Nothing is loading for you? No, my document won't load up, so... so you, That's kind of funny. So We've been don't... at this a year, folks. Yeah. Year. Well, it looks, like, it looks like our mixer thing is about um, 20 minutes behind, catching up. So I don't know if you just want to kill it, and then we can <laughs> fix just, it later. I'll just stop the mixer. Yeah. So we'll just kill that, and maybe your CPU that I guess needs to be... 
boosted and amplified. But it's um, not, like nothing. It's only using like twenty percent of my CPU. I don't know what to do. Streaming. Yeah, I turned it off. All right, let's turn it off now. Can you see the document? Hey, it, it works so much faster now. Tell me, I'll, I'll just do it no, on it's, my. It's it's just my internet, and which you know I'm paying for gigabyte internet, but it sucks. So, thanks a lot. It happens. Yeah, I guess it I'll happens. I guess I'll have to do the streaming also. I'll do the recording. I'll set up the do, document. Do it all. I'll stream yes, it. it I'll just uh -huh. get some AI guys in here to stand in for you guys. So, <laughs> Mike, you right, got which good question internet, we right? Here? The crafting question? Yep, crafting. We're going on to crafting. Mike has the right, look on his face that he's like super excited about this crafting. I'm really excited about crafting. I'm I'm more excited about it all. All right, so who's reading? Devin's reading? <laughs> I'm reading everything. It's better that way. No, I'll read <laughs> I'll read the answer. I'll read the answer is what I think Mark sounds like. Okay. No, I won't do that. Uh, yes, won't. so in terms of crafting, is that how you work towards high level in game stuff? Or is it more important to be doing events or other things? So uh, the uh, the balance isn't really clear to me yet, but you can do both, both of the things. There are loot are you drops. You selling watches at the dock? What are you doing? I am selling watches. I've got the watch for you here, man. <laughs> and then as you get into the max level end game, stuff that's where you're that's where you're gonna get infused shotguns and and blah blah blah. Ah, I hit my mic. I hit myself. It's designed to be very long loot chase, much more like Diablo than like Destiny in terms. Uh, there's a little bit of randomness in there. You can get the best shotgun and then get the shotgun with the best mod and the shotgun with the best stats. It gives you a lot more to achieve. So it sounds not a lot of information. I don't exactly know exactly what his answer was. So I was kind of hoping you guys would help me decipher what Mark was saying here. Um, because to me, I'm like, I, I, I don't know what this means. So you guys are going to have to help me decipher this. So is he meaning that that their shotguns have mods, or was he talking about Destiny shotguns? Well, it sounds like it sounds like he's saying that he described three shotguns there: okay. the best shotgun, the shotgun with the best mod, so maybe a not so good shotgun but has a good mod, and then a shotgun with the best stats. Now, the only thing that would that would unify those three is if you can then do something to combine those three to make it. The best shotgun with the best mod with the best stat because if you're just getting three different shotguns that's not very cool well Is that I mean, how you interpreted that for me he's saying you know there's lots of different uh stats because he mentioned here in here specifically like diablo where you know you can get the same weapon but have different variations of that weapon so like in diablo 3 if you're going through seasons you're always trying to grind to get the better best version of that weapon trying to modify it, add stuff to it. So I'm guessing they're going to have some kind of crafting system in there where you can get your weapon and then you say like uh, for Diablo, they're ancient legendaries, but you have to put you know put materials into them, uh, different uh, stones or whatever. There's a whole system to, to level up your weapon to that ancient le legendary if it doesn't drop for you. So I'm sure there's some, some kind of way where you can make your weapon better is my guess is what he's trying to say here but he shows you know there's like you said there's three different shotguns that he's talking about here um so he's just i mean it's hard it must be really hard because they're like okay i can talk to you about stuff but i can't tell you everything right <laughs> so it's hard to i mean even when in multiple interviews they'll say something and but then the other interview like 
uh, you know, we're just like when we were talking about sherpering people, they're like, before, they're like, no, you can't play ahead. Then in another article, they're like, yeah, you can play ahead as long as you agree to see spoilers. And then in another article, they're like, no, you can't play ahead. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's got to be difficult. They're answering a billion questions, um, yeah. and multiple people are answering those billion questions, and it's still eight months. There's still 270 days till the game gets released, so these things 270. can change. What are you talking about? That's not the correct days. 275? How many is there? 247, or 240 if you're getting... Uh, We've only been doing this for a year, okay? There's a, there's 247 <laughs> days left till the game comes out, so there's a lot of time for them to change stuff. So that's what I'm getting at. Or I'm sorry, sorry. I'll look at the document next time. So there's a lot of times for them to change. I I hope that the, I hope that the crafting in this in this game is interesting. Um, we've talked about crafting a lot. Um, I don't like it when there's a crafting system and the crafting system doesn't let you get some of the best gear in the game, because then what's the point if it's just there to be as a stopgap until you do grind out the best stuff, and I really hate that. Mm-hmm. I if there's a crafting system, I want there to be you know one of the most epic legendary items at the end of the tunnel, or else why am I going to spend all that time looking for the material if I can't get the coolest you know weapon at the end of it? Well, hopefully so. it's you know they take from more of Diablo where it's you know you have to modify it and and use materials and whatnot to make it the best version of that weapon. So. so then you can do that multiple times with multiple different weapons, with multiple javelins that you pick up, which would be pretty cool. JD, do you have a preference? Do you 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 said you you hate crafting in all forms, right? What? No. Unless oh, it's crochet. No. Uh, I mean, you know that that that's wow, my real life. That's my uh, real life crafting. Um, well, that in I guess cooking, if you consider that crafting, I guess I don't know. craft um, services. It is craft services if you're in film. Um, yeah, so I, I really like, uh, I really like, um, crafting. Um, I think the, the game that made me fall in love with crafting was Tetris. this whole, like, what? Tetris. Tetris? Tetris? Yeah, you craft I mean, lines I played Tetris, and the lines but... disappear? No? No. Okay, no, go ahead, no, no, no. sorry. No, um, that was my best so guess. One, one of my favorite, uh, so I know it's not technically crafting, it was more of just like a side quest where you could get some, uh, get an item um but it did kind of like light that fire uh for me i uh, i was playing dragon age origins and there's this whole side quest where you go on this journey to like kill drakes kill a dragon and every time you like use the body parts to make a better suit of armor um but you don't actually make it this blacksmith makes it and i was like wow this is so cool like, i hadn't really seen anything done like that in a video game prior because prior to like 2000 and uh, 9 2010 I hadn't really played that many like RPGs and um, once after that like started playing Skyrim started playing a bunch of other games and crafting kind of became my thing like it's just a lot more satisfying wearing armor that you made or or other gear that you made in a game um, such as a weapon or a suit of armor or whatever uh, and especially having it be on par with some of the legendary items you can just find in the world and especially when you get to that late game where it's like oh i'm i'm so awesome that i can make something better than the legendary stuff you know like the stuff that has like the legend and you know myth behind it i it's just so cool to me because it makes me feel like my greatness was self-made and not necessarily just found gotcha you made yourself great well done all right guys have you ever been in a situation where you and your buddies you're fighting this bullet sponge 
You're shooting him. You're shooting him in the face. You're shooting him in all the glowy bits. You picked up Bowser. You spun him around twice. You're getting ready to spin him around for that third time. And all of a sudden, something happens and you die, right? We've all been in that situation. And you come mm-hmm. back and that no. boss, you've never been in that situation, Mike? Never been in that situation. You've never Mike been doesn't in, play video games. You've never been in the situation uh, where like, you've, you're about to beat a boss on a nightfall and then there's a sliver left and then for some reason you die and you come back and that boss has full health again? Uh, yeah, I think I... All right, so PC Gamer <laughs> says... Because obviously they've been in that situation. They were in a line waiting for a really long time. Then they're like, no, we can't be in this line. We have to leave. So that's kind of like that. So they left. So PC Gamer asked them, so what about the boss? If we all wipe, because PC Gamer wipes a lot. They're not very good, I guess. Does the boss stay in the same condition? Dude. What? <laughs> it's okay. PC, they're okay. They're, they're the elites. They've got big giant rigs with cards and multiple... Rams and the CPUs and the GPUs, it's okay. They can handle it. It's all over Mike's head. What? what is that? <laughs> so right now, Mark says, he stays in the same state he was when you went down. So if you die at a sliver, he's going to have a slither. A sliver. That's a hard word for me to say. JD's dying. I don't know what happened to JD, <laughs> but he's, like, dying over there. Someone needs to, You'll like... You'll see when oh, he watches a YouTube video. You know? Okay. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. Good job. JD, so, like, so totally right derailed now, me. So right now, he stays in the same state. Thanks, Devin. Bring me back on. So, but he says, I'll see where we end up because he can certainly argue for both sides. So, I need to. I need a poll. Where are you guys at? When you wipe, do you want full bar back? Or when you wipe, do you want um, back to where you were? Um, I think for me, it depends on which stage of the fight. I'm okay with, say three stages and then you can wipe back to a point maybe maybe a new mechanic has arisen you know maybe after after a while a new ads um wave comes out and maybe you can wipe back to that instead of wiping all the way to the beginning i remember playing a game one time where we thought this is really cool end game material it's going to be like a like a dungeon type thing and we're going to go underground and fight these waves of enemies and we heard something ridiculous like there was like what 30 waves of enemies or something yep. and we thought well that'll be wow. right I mean you can't you can't possibly expect us to wipe all the way back to the beginning if we do wipe because that doesn't make any sense Correct. nobody would do that nope no. nobody <laughs> would do that <laughs> and then we, we like got kind of far for our little group and then we wiped and we went all the way back to the beginning and I remember us collectively going, I'll catch you guys later. Yeah. Nope, don't need to play that. Nope, yeah, and I'm it was done. done. And we haven't picked home? a controller to that game since. It's true, we have. And so, and so yeah, so like... I've never played Tetris again. It makes sense, but I also, <laughs> but I also understand the point where you're like, well, we're not just going to let you wipe to where everybody has everything back and then he only has a sliver. Like, I'm okay with wiping to a reset point. Half health, third health, quarter health. Because that, we did see yeah. that the Swarm Tyrant had six bars of health, so it's very yeah. possible that you can reset to, you know, three bars remaining or... Well, how much did Tickface had? Tickface had, like, Well, that was, six that was Tickface. Tickface had... Was that the Swarm Tyrant? I'm pretty yeah. sure it had six. 
I could be uh, misremembering. Did they actually have that many? I thought it was just one large bar that slowly got smaller. No, it has six no, different was, sections because it was the, segmented. The demo oh, ended when oh. it was three down. So. I'm, I'm sure at each section it, it starts another encounter where they would call the the small, you know, enemies and whatever. So yeah. the ads. Because I, I agree, if yeah. you if you never reset, then you could just go in and chip it away until it's eventually done. Like, it's probably right. not the most fun to do that, but that means any encounter would be beatable at any level, technically. Yeah. I, I guess so, for me, it depends on the level you're trying to play at, right? So if you're trying to do the hardest stuff on the hardest difficulty, I would say if you wipe, if you all die at the boss, you got to start the encounter over again because that makes it more difficult and it should also, uh, the reward should be worth the effort as well. Right. So but go ahead, JD. I'll buy that. Well, um, so was I the only one here who ended up playing Monster Hunter World? Yes. And I played yeah. it and finished it like in three hours. Good job, Mike. Well done. I, 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 I highly doubt that. I, you don't know me. I, I, I know that game, and I know that's not a short game. Um, <laughs> so short. one of the... Really? He's not short. I thought he was. He's not so short. It's short when, uh, you know, you stop playing it. So. Oh, man. The, like, wow. Devin? Okay, so... Uh, when I come to your house, yeah, that's right. Carry on, JD. You just got to push through JD it. You talk. just can't. You can't I, let I us like, talk over so you. you I, just I, like keep going. The, I like the Monster Hunter World approach to things, where basically, where um, if you die, like while you're fighting a monster, um, it retains like some of the damage that it has. It might change locations. Um, I I know that most of the um, well. Like I would assume that most of the boss fights aren't going to have roaming bosses. Like I don't think that's going to be a thing. But the whole thing is that when you would get back and you know track down the monster again after dying, you know I would put you back to a certain point. You had to go and find it again. But when you had found it, enough time has passed that it would have healed back not all of its health, but like depending on how long it took you to get back, it would have recovered some of its health. Um, any of like the other uh, damages, like let's say you cut off its tail or its wing or you damaged its skull a little bit. Um, it's remained, but it had regained some of its health. And uh, in addition to that, every time somebody died, it kind of lessened the amount of rewards that you got for the mission. So there was still there were still penalties uh, to both the time invested in the mission and the overall rewards that you got from completing the mission. Uh, but it wasn't as um, kind of like punishing as okay like this thing you've been fighting for the last 25 minutes and i do mean 25 minutes they are long fights sometimes um you like all that progress that you made in 25 minutes it's meaningless now start over like i i would like an approach where we don't lose all of our progress but some kind of punishment is put in place like i don't know uh reduce rewards for example I think I think the reduced rewards thing can get because if you lose once, you just exit out and go back in, right? Because or you just stop playing with your friends if they die too much. Yeah, come on, JD, don't die <laughs> what too are you much. Trying to say? Um, oh, yeah, because I mean, there there definitely are options that maybe you know you could reduce the amount of gold or beryllium or whatever you earn, but man, you start reducing rewards on me, JD, and I'm like, nope, just turn it off, start back it up, start it back well, it up, doesn't, and do it again. It doesn't have to be like that. It could be, it, it maybe lessens your chances of uh, like certain drop rates of certain level items. So like, yeah, instead of having like a 10% chance of getting a rare gear, um, it drops like 7.5%. Yeah. 
like not like it doesn't like necessarily mean that you will get worse things necessarily. It just means that you have a lower chance of getting them now because you screwed up. Are you playing with my loot table? I hate it when people play with my loot table. <laughs> we know how that goes when people play with your loot table. Anyway, we've been talking for a really long time and we're not even halfway through it. So I'm going to push us along here. So PC Gamer says, what sort of mechanics are in place for making meaningful boss fights? One of the problems with a lot of these games like The Division, where it's a giant um, bullet sponge, he didn't, they didn't say that, I added that in there, um, is that their health bar is just really big and that's it. It's not an interesting fight, it's you shoot the mans until the man dies, right? So Mark mm -hmm. says, one of the things that's really interesting with Anthem is the mobility. You can do a lot more stuff around what would normally be relatively simplistic. Stand behind the column to avoid the big beam that kills everything. We can do more interesting things because you can fly. So we can do some... You can fly, you can fly, you can fly. This is why we're not <laughs> Sorry. Been going for a year, guys. So we can do... Yeah, you're not you yet, JD. You got five more episodes, then you're there. That's right. You got five more. That's good. You better watch it. You, can you can't fly yet, JD. You We're can't fly yet. Yeah, my, my, my contract is up in, uh, like, what, four or five episodes, so then we'll yeah, see. Yeah, we're, 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 we're renegotiating. Renegotiating. So we can we do more stuff that we forces you to move around the battlefield. <laughs> and additionally, because we have elemental damages Steve and resistances, through. we can get into a little bit more puzzle-type stuff where you can look into opportunities for you to do a lot better if you're taking advantage of that elemental stuff. And I think this is something that we were talking about last episode um, so this is kind of a confirmation that there's going to be elemental damages from what he's mm -hmm. saying about the puzzle stuff I'm guessing there's going to be elemental weaknesses We've seen a lot of screens and concept art of the lava areas the forest areas. So I'm guessing that some um, Creatures will have an affinity to To things like that. Oh, and by the way, I was right that the scars aren't human I'll just throw that out there. So this is the thing that I really like this is what is going to make human. They may look human, but they they confirmed on um, Mark said that they are not human. So yeah. So with the elementals, with being able to fly around, it sounds like this is going to be a lot more. It's not just going to be stand around and shoot. Also, though, I I really enjoy like having lots of things to do in a boss encounter, but if it gets so technical that it becomes frustrating, I think there's a line there. Some companies um are able to walk it pretty good i'm interested to see what bioware does because there definitely is a point that if you can't complete a counter within 14 hours um i, I don't know if there's necessarily a problem with that i think i think the challenge is good but maybe maybe we just need to have different difficulty ranges on it because i really a lot of us our time is limited game wise so I'd really like to be in, have a challenge, complete it, and move on. But I don't know. It, it, I, I hate to say that, like, oh, this is too hard. I'm not having fun because I can't beat it because then it just sounds like I'm not trying hard enough. It's like I beat Cuphead. I get it. You know, <laughs> things can be hard. But it also, I also don't want to be beating my head against the wall, yelling at my friends, and breaking all ties of fellowship either. All bonds of fellowship. Yeah. So we've been there every time. That's we have been there, we and it sucks. There. Then you hate each other for for a really long time, and then you just and it just gets kind of frustrating. So, I I'm excited to see where they go with it and what they do. So JD is going to read this next PC gamer question, and then Mike's going to read Mark's answer. Just when kidding. it comes to yeah. weapon and itemization, how many different weapon types are there? That's you, Mike. And the I. <laughs> 
I got gotcha. you. Anytime I now. Gotcha. Like ready, go. The answer is the answer is yeah, twelve. Oh, thanks. No, the Mike. answer is yeah. You did a so great reading on that. So there's the primary guns like pistols, assault rifles, shotguns, grenade launchers, mini guns, flamethrowers, and sticks. Those kind of overlap the different suits. So the lighter suits can use Flame, the pistols. Flamethrowers weren't in there, which. Hey, I'm paraphrasing. We did see flamethrowers, so we know flamethrowers are a weapon. And sticks. Um, but the so Colossus but the Colossus can't use pistols, but everyone else can't use the minigun that he uses. There's an overlap there. Um, and then each javelin has different gear slots that are unique to the javelin. Um, so you saw the Ranger has a wrist slot, like a rocket, tank, missile. Um, and then you can get different, like, okay, he has the rocket, and that does damage. And this is the rocket that lights enemies on fires. They have grenades. So each suit is like that. So it's cool. It's different. It's not... Hey, what's in your heavy slot? Hey, what's your what's your special slot? Hey, what are you? You know what's using in my heavy primary? slot. It um, makes it makes sense that Gallahorn, <laughs> right? It makes sense that that a ranger is different from a colossus is different from um, an interceptor in a storm. It, I mean, when you assemble a squad, it yeah. makes sense. You, not everybody can have the sniper. Not everybody can, you know, like that makes sense, and that's cool for me. Um, but what do you guys think? JD, you go first. He doesn't um, there he is. No, I'm having a, I'm having a lot of difficulty hearing you guys right now. It's very, very choppy. Oh. You're very choppy. Sorry, man. <laughs> chop, chop. We'll let Devin go first until his, our, uh, internet catches up with JD's internet. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I don't mind, you know, that there's specific weapons for the different javelins uh it's understandable you know especially like when you think of the minigun um the handgun is kind of you know they could just make a bigger handgun i don't know <laughs> so that one's a little iffy for me but uh, um you know he could just be just make it around with a, a, a desert eagle or something i know? think it i think <laughs> it probably looked ridiculous i'm guessing with it's the like, colossus having a minigun his fingers probably aren't big enough to get into the trigger guard either just got to make it bigger. <laughs> um, oh, no, I mean, it makes sense. It's fine. Um, I mean, there are, like, if you look at them, they have, so they all have individual melees. You know, they all have individual defensive maneuvers, and they all have uh, an individual ultimate, you know, that uh, you can't change. So, that, so each javelin is specific. There's those three things that are specific that you can't change, and then everything else you can change. So, um well, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how it all works out. So. JD, you back yet? You caught up? Yeah, it comes and it goes, but I, I think I can do this. So, um, I believe in you. I I really like the idea. It's kind of It kind of comes across as like a little bit of a hybrid of um, class-specific weaponry and uh, everybody being able to use whatever they want. Um, because he said that there is some overlap, and I like that idea. I like the fact that there are some general weapons that it would make sense for everybody to have, or at least everybody would have the access of using, like, for example, um, an assault rifle. You know, like, an assault rifle uh, is a pretty general weapon. I'm not talking about necessarily in real life, but in video games, the assault, rif the assault rifle is a very, uh, you know, kind of like... Uh, uh, jack of all trades kind of weapon where it's very multi-purpose and it makes sense that everybody would have well should have access to it um so you can definitely 
uh, adjust things to your play style, regardless of what javelin you're in. If you want to be a mid range or long range or short range uh, kind of thing. But in regards to uh, the more class specific weapons, I think it's really cool um, because it encourages you to try out other javelins. Um, like, and if you don't, if you don't like it, and you don't like, you know, not having a minigun, you can always just switch over to the Colossus at any time. It's, it's totally fine. But I, I just think like the ability to like the the ability to be able to mostly do a lot of stuff that other javelins can do, but still have one or two things that you can't do. I, I think that's very good for players and encouraging them to try different javelins, to try different play styles, even. Um, I don't know where the flamethrower from that we saw in the demo is going to fit into things. If that's a Colossus only ability, I kind of hope it isn't. But um, I'm gonna it, guess it, it was. That was a pretty big gun. It was. It was pretty yeah, large. Yeah, it, it seemed that I mean, way. He said size. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, I was also thinking earlier. Um, I, I don't think any of you guys will get this, but any of the listeners who played Mass Effect Two, um, they know that um, like Mass Effect Two, like you only had like certain classes could use certain weapons, and um, at a certain point in the middle of the game, you got the ability to either a add a weapon that wasn't part of your class into um, your weapon, your repertoire, or um, you could go with an even heavier version of your class uh, unique weapon. So like for the soul, well for you know. Um, the soldier with the assault rifle, you could get this like LMG kind of gun, um, or if you wanted the uh, a, a, like basically like a 50 cal sniper equivalent in Mass Effect, you could do that. If you wanted this like really powerful shotgun, you could do that, uh, or you could just instead of doing that, you could just take another weapon type to it. And I think if they did something like that in Anthem, that'd be really cool. Like instead of diving even further into the minigun territory, if they wanted to go into um, like let's say, oh, let's give you the ability to use pistols as a colossus. Like maybe not the smartest move, but the option to either expand your overall armory or just make your gear stronger, or your 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 class unique stuff stronger. I feel like that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I th- at first I really didn't like the idea of being locked out of using certain weapon types. Um, I'm always for, you know, if it's in the game, um, I'd like to be able to use it and equip it. Um, but after thinking about, I guess that's kind of just the old mindset that, you know, you pick a class and you go with it. This is very much, you're not tied to a class at all. You're a freelancer that has multiple suits that can use multiple suits at any mission. So just getting out of that mindset, it's like, okay, so I always have access to these weapons. I'm not being locked out of them because I have the suit. So it's just kind of, it's a different mindset from the other games that we've played to where, nope, if you want to be this class, you have to start over and you have to roll that class. And this isn't that, which, you know, after thinking about it, it's like, no, I'm down with that. If I need to use a minigun, I have a weapon in my Strider that I can go, that can carry it. And I'll go get in my Colossus. If I need to use my little dagger light blade thing, I'll jump in the interceptor and I'll use that. So I like, I like that, that we're not tied to anything and just, I have to get out of the old mindset of this is how games work. And just be like, no, this is how Anthem is going to work, and it's going to be okay. So, Mike, next question. And then Devin will read the answer. PC Gamer asks, Apart from what we saw in the demo in the landscape, the caves and whatnot, can you talk about other parts of the world that vary from what we've seen? I think you skipped a question, right? But that's good. 
Did I? Uh, no, we talked about the weapons. No, we skipped over the. Uh, are there any weapons you can tell us oh. about that are really creative, non-conventional firearms? Oh, the non-conventional weapons. Sorry, guys. Um, You're okay. You. I mean, if you well, want to skip we'll it, we can back. skip it. We if you don't want back. to talk about it, that's fine. We can go back since we were talking about weapons. So, are there any weapons you can tell us about that are really creative, like non-conventional firearms? I think there should be a stick. I mean, <laughs> like what kind of stick, Mike? Well, they said that the world was reactive. Maybe I can pick up a stick. Like I'm out of ammo, and I can like wield my oaken Big branch, spider alien shield stick. You know, like Thorn Oaken Shield style, where I gain my awesome hero name by picking up a birch branch and and like beating a a bee to death with a uh, bee. Yeah, you, you just smash that bee with that shield, Mike. You're like, oh, this dwarf yeah. is so great. This bee he smashed with this wooden this shield. Well, well done, Thor. It's be Oaken a big shield, bee, bee smasher. I'm getting like a mutated bee. Yeah, I'm getting like a All bug right. vibe so far from the so, from the demo. So, so go ahead, Devin. I'm Here glad we went Martin. down this road. Go ahead. <laughs> Says we're probably going to have some aura type uh, things. <laughs> To be more, a bit more, providing other. Did you like type this for a bit? No, this is this is right off the PC article. Those PC gamer guys were tired; they didn't want to stand in any lines, so they're just like type it up on your phone, put it out there. So uh, it says a bit more, providing other aspects of combat and not just doing pure damage. And the storm is much more elementally driven. They have a gun, but they're not using it. That there's often shooting ice bolts and I things like it. that <laughs> they're a bit more mystical in nature so all right so weapon types you guys want to see non-conventional because i'm guessing they're talking about the storm looks like it can put down shields um and some of the concept art i don't know if that'll make it to the game but we definitely saw shields in the game itself in the demo that we watched mm -hmm. So what kind of weapons do you guys want to see in the game? Something non-conventional. We want to throw out a black a black hole gun there that sucks everything in and just kind of destroys everything. We want the far scope. Yeah, that's, that's crackdown. No. Oh, um, I, for me, I just put you know a simple one would be just some kind of weapon that leeches life from the enemies. You know, so some kind of elemental damage or whatever that uh, is part of your shot that just eventually starts taking away their life, and uh, you know. You want to throw down some dots is what you want to do. JD, what 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 crazy ideas you come up with? Um, that so you like might a have saw from Division 2. What was that? Nothing. Go. <laughs> oh, um uh my idea was just like a kind of like a quick drying foam gun. Like it doesn't necessarily damage enemies, but if you hit an enemy with it, you know, it kind of restrains them. Um, you know, maybe holds them in place. Um, and then if you like shoot it at the ground or something, you could basically make yourself some cover. Uh, would it be very tough cover? Probably not. I could, I would only see it maybe lasting as cover for maybe, I don't know, about 15, 20 seconds, but long, but that can be a big help when it's, um, a particularly, uh, hard fight and there's not a lot of cover around, um, Although I, I do like that this answer really kind of reinforced the idea that um, the storm javelin is a is a different kind of like support class where it like their whole thing isn't like healing necessarily or necessarily buffing the party, but you know like setting up combos and also like creating environmental hazards. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think there's so definitely possibilities for. Um 
crowd control. So something that would stick, stick an enemy in place where you can combo off of it. If you can use some sort of foam to freeze it there. And then, you know, your your squad mates can start their combo chains. That would be something that would be pretty cool. So that would be pretty non-conventional. So. So my well, idea. We saw that with the freeze grenades, though, didn't we? Yeah, we saw it with the freeze yeah. grenades, but there can definitely be different types of um, crowd control out there. So, I'm gonna guess yes. there's gonna be some enemies that are gonna be immune to being cold. Um, a lot of we saw Ash Titan, so I'm guessing there's gonna be some sort of Frost Titan. You can't have you can't have an RPG without uh, without ice enemies. So, so my thoughts were, you know, maybe we'll be able to throw out some turrets, um, shield walls, trip mines, um, maybe some guided rockets like they had in Unreal Tournament. So just other things that you know we we don't normally think of because those things are hard to do when there's PVP involved. But if you're doing a game like this where you don't have to worry about that, yeah, if I can go into a view of my rocket and fly my rocket around, that'd be pretty awesome. So, Mike, your non-conventional weapons. You're just, you had uh, sticks. So, Mike doesn't believe in magic. I don't. Okay. I don't. You I don't think that's cool for like. I think that's yeah, cool for like other all the people. Time. That's real magic. Um, <laughs> I, I I actually tend to like the more conventional type weapons. I like I like a gun. I like a stick. If it looks like um, a Glock, it's your jam. And so I like I like the stuff that you could normally I mean you would pick up and use. I think that's that's kind of why I lean towards a ranger because it seems like they pick up the gun and they go and they do the stuff and they let their support team kind of freeze the people in place that are, or bring down an ice storm or a lightning storm and, and I clean up the rest by shooting all the bullets and so that's kind of what I lean to. Alright. I'm a ranger. I shoot all the bullets. I shoot, I shoot all, all the, the bullets. bullets. I might not hit anything but I shoot all the bullets. I shoot them all. I, I, I like that. So, Alright. So that, like I said I would probably go there instead of an elemental type thing. Alright here we go. We're almost done with this guys. Hang in there with us. We're just an hour in here. We can do this been doing it a year pc gamer apart from what we saw in the demo in the landscape and caves and whatnot i hate it when people say whatnot can you talk about other parts of the world that vary from what we've seen mark says we're not talking about that don't ask me what are you talking about we just showed all this stuff and you asked me about all this other things that's what he was thinking in his head he's probably thinking in his head when you go play my game instead of just scan our qr code for posters jerks so the scars have definitely left footprints over parts of the world that they've come in and built these metal hives that they sort of build and live in. And then there's this place that are really dominated by the Shaper Ruins, which are sort of these really high-tech circular areas. Biome-wise, I don't think we'll be able to talk about that now. Um, I only threw this in here because we talked a lot about the dungeons and caves that we've seen. I think from the trailer, we, we're probably going into a scar um layer there it looks like it's hive that they built on but also last mm -hmm. time we talked about the shaper ruins mike was worried that there's not going to be anything cool or tech technology wise but it looks like the shaper ruins are going to be have high technology inside of them so there's going to be a lot of variety there all right so moving on so what feature do you see being wait what feature do you see being what keeps i'm just i'm just going to go from memory here <laughs> what feature do you think will keep people coming back uh, Mark says, I th I think second to the end game. So Mark keeps calling everything the Elder Game on in Twitter. So they don't call it the end game. So Bioware calls all their stuff the Elder Game. So and Did no you see his tweet about why he does it? No, I did not. 
Yeah, so somebody asked him, he's like, why do you keep saying that? And he's, he's like, because, you know, in most games that's where it ends, but in our game that's kind of really where everything begins. So it's it's not the end game because the game's not over. It's the other game because it's really just getting started. So it's deep. I like it. JD, is your uh, is your internet syncing up? Uh, it's it, it kind of comes like I said like I said a second ago. It comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems okay. okay for the moment. All right. We'll have JD stream next week. Sorry. That's right. So Mark <laughs> says, I think second to the Elder game, the progression should keep you running. There's something called the Pact of Glory. And every week, you have certain goals to achieve. And if you achieve them, you get additional rewards of in-game currency to use. And then the other thing is that because this is an unfinished world, it allows us to do things and to change. And really long-term, what keeps people engaged long-term is shifting the way they think about what they already have. So I'm guessing from the what from what how it's worded here, um, they talk about seasons. They talk about things changing. They talk about in the article. If you guys, um, you really should read it. It's a good article. As much crap as I give PC Gamer, um, a lot of things are going to be changing all the time. They talk about mobs that were used to just spawning in the same spot over and over again. This this mob is going to spawn here with four people, and this is what it's going to be. In Anthem, that's not going to be the case. Uh, maybe this yeah. week, there's a really high-level enemy there that you've never seen before. And this high-level le- enemy has um, a weakness to ice. So now all those weapons that you have in your vault, because all of these weapons and everything built in Anthem has been handmade, I imagine all there's going to be a lot of stuff that looks a lot different. You're not just going to have weapon type A being cold, being hot, and being whatever other damage element they have. It's going to be different. So you're going to have opportunities and reasons to go back to do this stuff, to use the weapons you've already collected to go and complete these encounters. Because potentially this week now you do have the weapon to destroy that enemy because you've been collecting all these lightning weapons and this water enemy is out there now that you can destroy so i think this is kind of the thing that they're getting at this is going to be the thing that keeps us cutting back for the rewards i like that they already have a plan for weekly missions this pact of glory is going to give us opportunity and it already gives you incentive to go in and complete it we're already going to get bonus awards for it and maybe there's going to be leaderboards who knows well, I like they use, that they use in-game currency instead of like, oh, it's like, oh, we completed our weekly activities. All we got was some, some, I don't know, whatever. You know, just get basic stuff. But this way you can actually go and use the currency to buy whatever you want because obviously at Fort Tarsus they, they talked about, you know, you're going to be able to go and, and buy things there. So, yeah, I think maybe that's one way where you can buy in-game uh, cosmetics is through your currency so by completing those things it helps you get that stuff so. yep that would be pretty cool Mike comments last question here um, I think that for me what's probably going to keep me coming back is my squad and being able to play with people so. so as long as I'm there in this community that we're building as the freelancer codex I'm actually um, currently looking for a new squad I'm Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm in the market, as it were. So, if you'd like to put in your applications, please send to Nlamps. In game is always. In game looking is for a new mic. Uh, yeah, if anybody. <laughs> it's Elder Game Mike. Come on, get with the Elder Lego Game here. is always a big, a Come big on, part of it. I mean, once you, once you finish the campaign, once you finish the story missions, um, there's there's got to be something afterwards, and it's that constant, 
um, stuff afterwards and reason to play. Although I do remember playing a game that didn't have much reason to play for quite a long time. So maybe I'm just going to jump in on anything because I'm just like that. Fair enough. JD, comments on this last statement about what's going to keep you coming back? <laughs> well, I mean, I could always just be really, uh, really mean, just say, oh, yeah, it's the podcast will keep me coming back to Anthem every week. Uh, but uh, honestly, I think as long as there's uh, something to do, I, uh, I mean, they, they've talked about they're, that they're going to be adding more story to the, the game uh, as they go on. Um, that that they heard the fans, and that you know, when we get done playing something like a Mass Effect or a Dragon Age, that we want to see the story continue on um, past you know the quote unquote end of the main narrative, and that's true. That's true. If there's more story to come back to, you know, every every couple of months, I'm gonna keep coming back. Um, aside from that, friends will help. Uh, friends, uh, you know, like as long as the content is good, I'll keep coming back. Because um, as Sea of Thieves has shown me, even with friends, I can only go back to a game so many times before you know I run out of things to do, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is all I can do. I'd rather go play with friends on literally anything else than continue doing nothing here. So, and like we've said before, salty sea dog there, JD. If, <laughs> yeah, you what, caught me red-handed, Devin. What voice did you just do, Devin? I'm gonna have to. Cl- I'm gonna clip that out. I'm gonna mark this time down, and we can just <laughs> clip that out here, so we can play that over, yeah, over again. Devin. All right, freelancers. So real quick, a couple things that we talked that uh, Mark had commented on that I hadn't seen before. So they are gonna have tools to deal with harassment in Anthem, which is really good. Um, games that do not have that it takes a long time to get rid of those people out of the community because you don't want them there. Sorry if you're a jerk and you're a douche, then. I don't think you belong, and I think I'm okay saying that. So, and you can definitely unlock which javelin. No, that's if you're a jerk. Sorry, you can you can go suck a rock somewhere else. So you get to unlock the javelin that you want depending on which missions you select. So there's not going to be a ranger, colossus, interceptor, storm progression. It's going to be ranger and then whatever storyline you want to follow from there. So I thought that was pretty cool. All right, freelancers, this has been the end of episode 42 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest running anthem podcast on the internet. Um, You can follow us at, you can see what we're doing at freelancer.com. That's where we post all of our episodes. That's where we'll post all of our YouTube videos. Yeah, freelancercodex.com. What'd I say? Freelancer.com. I don't know what you guys do to this, but this thing always goes really loud. So you can, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash freelancer codex and you can support us there. You can follow us on Facebook at freelancer codex. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at freelancer codex. If you want to may email us in, if you have comments and questions or complaints, you can email Mike directly or you can email the keep freelancer codex at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, or you, keep them to yourself. Or you can Nobody keep cares. them to yourself. You could do that too. But until Nobody next cares. time, guys, there's a shaper storm coming. And we'll see you on the other side. Peace. She's like, nope, not going to say anything. (laughs) Maybe he's frozen. Bye-bye. Oh, he was frozen. Oh, man, he was frozen for a long (laughs) time. That bye-bye finally came in there. (laughs) That makes it super weird recording a podcast. Oh.